If you aspire to get to positions of power, if you aspire to be a leader, this book is for you. But you've got to use it at your own risk because some of these laws can be really dark and really manipulative. Now, I am going to give you my favorite great laws of power, not the dark or the manipulative kind. The ones I feel good about, those are the ones I will share with you. I also have two bonus laws, which I will tell you how to get when you watch the video all the way to the end. And one of those bonus laws was the real reason behind the great success of Steve Jobs. So make sure to get the bonus. All right, law number one, never outshine the master. Now this law literally changed my life. I was struggling really hard in my high tech career back when I was a computer engineer and I was not getting promoted even after being in the company for a few years and working really hard. And I was getting really mad, really frustrated about the whole idea. And then I came across this book, I read law number one, never outshine the master, and it totally blew my mind. I was blatantly going against this law all the time. I was constantly trying to outshine the master. I would tell my boss when he was wrong. I would show him and my VP why my ideas were amazing, why I was so smart. I was constantly trying to prove and impress how amazing I was, how smart I was, and I was stuck in my career. But as soon as I read, Law number one, never outshine the master. I changed my ways. I made a decision to never try to prove how smart I was, how intelligent I was, how brilliant I was. I stopped trying to prove why I was right and they were wrong, even if that was indeed the case. I stopped trying to show how talented I was to my boss or to my VP. And within three months, I got promoted. It was shocking. Now, here's the reason why this law works. The people above you want to appear smarter and more talented than you. When you show off how good you are, you make others insecure. Others feel the resentment and envy towards you, and they don't want you to grow and threaten them. So superiority of a subordinate over his superiors is always fatal for the subordinate. Keep this law in mind. Law number 10, avoid the unhappy and unlucky. Jim Rohn said it best. He said, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Be very careful in selecting the people you spend time with in every area of life, health, wealth, relationships. When it comes to power, your associations are critical. This law works like osmosis. You will absorb the goods and the bads of your associations, of all the people around you, without even knowing. So when you associate with those who are not playing at a high level, you are pulled down to their level. It's almost like an infection. So you have to quarantine yourself from that infection. When I went to Unleash the Power Within, a live event with Tony Robbins, he taught us something really powerful. He said, if you want to truly excel in any area of life, if you want to compress decades of learning into days, this is the most potent strategy that's out there. Associate with those who are playing at a higher level than you are. Spend time with them. Learn from them. Association with them will force you to subconsciously play at a higher level. And in the book, Compound Effect, Darren Hardy talks about the idea that the effect of your influences will keep on compounding over time. Your influences are critical for your long-term success or your long-term demise. So take stock of your influences and be very careful, be very picky in who you spend time with. Avoid the unhappy, avoid the unlucky, avoid the losers in life, avoid the naysayers, avoid the negative people in life. 
Law number 13, when asking for help, appeal to people's self-interest and never to mercy or gratitude. So when you're asking for help from others, don't try to remind them of how you helped them in the past and what good deeds you did for them. Find out how your request will benefit him or her right now, and that's all you should be focusing on. Never confuse your needs with theirs. We naively assume that people are interested in helping us selflessly. Our needs matter to other people. That's what we think. But the truth is, even the most powerful person has needs and desires, and you must appeal to their needs or desires, or they will think you are wasting their time. So there's a really interesting story of Genghis Khan, the warrior, when he was in invading China. All he wanted to do was plunder and destroy the country. But a man named Yelu Chutsai appreciated the Chinese culture and he wanted to keep the culture intact. So he managed to become a trusted advisor to Genghis Khan. And now when Genghis Khan took the city of Kaifeng, he wanted to plunder and destroy it. But Yelu Chutsai wanted to save the city. So he went up to Genghis Khan and he said, hey, all the finest craftsmen and engineers from other parts of China had fled to Kaifeng and it would be great to put them to your use so that you can collect taxes and get richer. Now, Genghis Khan, being the greedy warrior that he was, he did not care for arts or sciences, but he did care for the fact that he could make money. The taxes appealed to him. So he spared the city from plunder, unlike what he had done to any other city in the past. So this is the key. The ultimate lever to move people is their self-interest. Try to get them to see how you can meet their needs, how you can advance their causes, how any of your requests will actually help them and you will not encounter any resistance. You have to train yourself to be able to see inside other people's mind constantly. Law number 23, concentrate your forces. Focus your energies on the strongest point that is available to you. Don't spread your effort, your energy, or focus on multiple endeavors. In war, as in any other endeavor, whether it be business or in life, focus on the one thing that will make all the difference. The great martial artist Bruce Lee, he said, a great warrior is an average man with laser-like focus. Now, here's the difference between laser and a blowtorch. They have almost the same amount of power, but a laser beam, because it is so sharp and so focused, it can cut through six inches of steel, while a blowtorch, because it's spreading its energy all over, will just end up heating the metal up to a higher temperature. So you have to be very careful. You have to concentrate your forces on the thing that will move the dial for you. In the book, Good Strategy, Bad Strategy, Richard Rumel talks about the idea that the essence of strategy is to focus all your power on the point of highest leverage. And in the book On War, Carl von Clausewitz, he said, there is no higher and simpler law of strategy than that of keeping one's forces concentrated. In short, the first principle is act with utmost concentration. So we have to be very careful. We have to be very focused no matter what endeavor we pick in our life. We have to concentrate our forces. Law number 25, recreate yourself. Here's the powerful truth. You can create your own identity, not the identity that society might want to force on you, but the identity you want to have. Think of yourself like an artist. You are constantly molding yourself. You're constantly molding your identity to what you want it to be. You can create the person that you want to become. And once you start acting like that person, you will become that person. In the book, Total Recall, Arnold Schwarzenegger talks about the idea that you always have to start with your identity. You have to first identify who you want to become in 
life and then figure out the actions you need to take in order to become that person. And as you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger is one person who has recreated himself again and again in his life. He went from conquering the world of bodybuilding as Mr. Universe, Mr. Olympia, to becoming the highest paid actor in Hollywood, to becoming the governor of California, and also becoming a very successful entrepreneur and a real estate investor. Law number 29, plan all the way to the end. So when you are planning any endeavor, you cannot just hope that you will come out victorious. You cannot just dream that things will all work out. You have to consider all the difficulties in your way, the obstacles, the setbacks, the challenges that you will inevitably face. You have to plan all the way to the end. You have to be able to see all the different steps in your path. And you cannot let emotions dictate your decision in the heat of the battle. You have to know what you will do when those situations arise. And this is exactly what Navy SEALs are taught to do in their training. In the book, Rethinking Positive Thinking, Dr. Gabrielle Ordingen, who's a professor of psychology at NYU, she talks about the idea that you cannot just think positive and hope for the outcome. Now, this is based on solid scientific research studies, and she came up with the four-step process when you are trying to accomplish any goal, which is called the WHOOP. You have to first understand what is your wish, what is the exact outcome you desire, then you have to go understand what are the obstacles that stand in your way, and then you have to figure out what will be your plan of attack, how will you overcome those obstacles. Wish, outcome, obstacle, plan. That is the key. Now, the reason why this law works is because when you are faced with inevitable obstacles, you will not be perturbed. You will not be stopped because you have a plan of attack. You will know exactly what you need to do in order to overcome and go to the next level. So I have a bonus video for you where I cover two more laws of power. And one of those was the secret behind Steve Jobs' stellar success. You can get those two bonus laws of power by going to 2000books.com slash summary or by clicking right here. And when you go there, I will also give you the complete list of all 48 laws of power. So click right here or go to 2000books.com slash summary and I will give you those bonuses and the 48 laws of power complete list.